All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mr. Hicks Sports Podcast. We are here getting it in once again, time and time again. And as you can see from the name of today's show, uh, we're about to get it in. I'm telling you right now that um, after deciding to do this podcast, I decided to do a podcast that I wanted to do. I was going to do the type of podcast that I would want to listen to if I was a listener and something that I could have fun doing, which means that sometimes it's going to go off the rails a little bit. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to have it any other way. It's who I am. It's what I like to do. And I like to talk sports. I like to throw out analogies. They don't all make sense, but that's the point of having your own show if you're not going to get a little wild with it every now and again. So, Tyler, today's show is Baker Mayfield and dating a stripper. Now, if you know me, you know that I like to come up with these little analogies every now and again. And the one of my favorite ones when it comes to sports is drafting an iffy quarterback in the first round is like marrying a stripper because you're lonely. All right. So you can be lonely. I understand that. Happens to the best of us. However, don't make a major commitment to somebody that you shouldn't make a commitment to just because you happen to be lonely. That's a long-term commitment, and um, that could have long-term repercussions. And that's what happens when you draft a quarterback in the first round. That's kind of iffy. If you want to draft somebody in the first round, they better be good because they're a long-term investment. If the quarterback that you're playing starting – isn't playing very well, and you got somebody that you drafted in the first round sitting on the bench, everybody wants to see that guy. There's pressure for that guy to perform. There's pressure for you to play that guy, whether he's ready to go all right. Why? Because you spent a first-round pick on him. So it's like if you spent a first-round pick on him, he must be that good. Why aren't you playing him? Now, if you draft somebody in the third round and you start him and he's not real good, nobody really cares. It was only a third-round pick. But if he was a first-round pick and he's a bust, you wasted a first-round pick. That's like throwing money away. That's like, you know, a gold-plated toilet. There's just no reason for it. So, Baker Mayfield was drafted first overall by the Browns in 2018. They had two first-round picks that year. By the way, usually when you tell us when you draft the quarterback first, it's usually for somebody that is a slam-dunk dude. And nobody thought Baker was a slam-dunk dude nobody it wasn't like they couldn't have waited and they couldn't have traded down and gotten baker mayfield at like 20 because nobody wanted him like that but cleveland but that's who cleveland was at the time they were this like really needy plucky kind of us against the world type organization and um baker was a type of guy that really fit them because he was kind of outspoken and kind of nutty and did silly things while he was at Oklahoma, including like planting the OU flag on the logo when they played and beat uh, Ohio State and uh, running from the cops from having done something downtown in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, you know, downtown Norman, you know how they get it in. It's, it'd be cray down there. So um, he he does crazy things like that, but that was just kind of the personality of Cleveland at the time. And, you know, shout out to Cleveland for, by the way, trying to get their organization together. They have stopped hiring bad coaches. They started bringing in real football players. They brought in a real uh, front office and they brought in a real quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Now, um, regardless of how you feel about um, the, what should we call that? The uh, uh, Adventures of Masseuses 
masseuses. Is there? I don't know what the plural of masseuses is. So, uh, you know, so so he's got that issue going on. Um, so, regardless of how you feel about that, he is still a damn sight better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. If you don't believe that, you're really not that good a a even a football fan, much less a student of the game. If you think that that's even close, um, so they're trying to move on as an organization and play big boy football and stop. Uh, looking at, oh, Baker Mayfield, he was the savior of our organization. We should really stick by him. Like, no, no. See, the problem with Baker Mayfield is that Baker Mayfield thinks he's a lot better than he really is. And now there's a bit of a confirmation bias at that because he thinks he's good. He was a good college player. Uh, he was uh, drafted first overall, and he was given a big contract. So if you were Baker Mayfield, why wouldn't you think that you're a great football player? You believe that you are, and the people in your immediate circle keep reinforcing the fact that you're a good football player. Now, once you get outside that circle, the people that live in reality are like, Baker Mayfield is a hot bag of garbage, and uh, somebody should really tell him. And I think the rest of the NFL is now telling him because nobody wants him. So... Um, at a time when they everybody knows uh, Baker Mayfield is not going to be the starter for the Browns, and everybody knows he's available for trade, no one would give Cleveland anything for Baker Mayfield. Uh, now, is Baker Mayfield a terrible quarterback? No, uh, he's a, above five hundred. I think he's like barely above five hundred, but above five hundred. Um, he stopped the like turnstile of quarterbacks that the Browns had. It was literally something like 19 quarterbacks in 15 years. It was really, really bad. Uh, since the Browns came back into the NFL, they've had, uh, when they drafted, I believe it was Tim Couch as the first pick that they got when they got their expansion draft when the original Browns organization moved to Baltimore. I know some of your kids don't know that that happened. Um, they took a quarterback, and they've been taking quarterbacks ever since. And uh, Baker Mayfield was the the stop, at least, of the just just clown car of the quarterback position. And um, and he led them to one playoff win, which was like the only playoff win they've had in probably about twenty years. So that just goes to show how low the standards are in of winning and being relevant in Cleveland. They were like, oh, he's above 500 and he won us a playoff game i'm like that don't go around the block in some place like new england or even a place like dallas or philadelphia or whatever they're just like hey um we got bigger ideas than that we're championship winning organization we expect to win championships even when we're not a lot of pressure for you to bring people in that are of that caliber and um He's not that. So when he was drafted, they thought of him as being like a, a mobile quarterback. So let me give you an idea of what a mobile quarterback is. Uh, when a guy's a mobile quarterback in college, that means when he goes to the NFL, he is just fast enough to get outside the tackle box and for a linebacker to knock the paint off of his helmet when he tries to scramble. Because there's a reason why in the NFL, dudes don't scramble that much. Unless you're Lamar Jackson or, or Kyler Murray, you keep your behind in the pocket because some linebackers, let me tell you something, dog. The linebackers are just as fast as, as the running backs in the league. And it's getting to the point now that the defensive ends are getting as fast as the quarterbacks. So you ain't going nowhere. If you can't sit in the pocket and throw darts, your life is on the line, unless you are an exceptionally fast, like like almost as fast as your wide receivers, fast type quarterback. And there's not a whole lot of those. Um, he was undersized. 
Thanks. He did not have a great arm, and uh, he also had amazing wide receivers while he was at Oklahoma. So he goes to the Browns, and all those things became the light, and he didn't have a great uh, offensive genius of a coach. He didn't have great wide receivers, and his quote-unquote mobility ended up being for naught. So he ends up not being a great quarterback. And now nobody wants him. See, the problem is not only does nobody want him – because he's a terrible quarterback. He's not a terrible quarterback. The problem is he's a good quarterback, and a good quarterback makes you just good enough to not be able to get an elite uh, uh, draft pick. So you're not going to, if you have a good quarterback, he's going to win you those two or three, two at least two extra games. They're going to go from you know drafting in the top ten to being drafting like the middle, the mid teens, or maybe twenties, and that means that you're not going to get an elite player, and you're most certainly not going to get an elite quarterback to replace him. Uh, he's got he's an 18 million dollar cap hit and over the next four years he's got 32 million dollars guaranteed so this is the whole thing when i talked about don't marry the stripper because you know the, the big problem with maker Mayfield is not that he can't play is that he's good and he's expensive if he was decent and he wasn't that expensive you'd be able to move him because he would take a backup role and that's the other problem is that he doesn't think he's a backup quarterback but at least he would be inexpensive now you have a guy who thinks that he's great, isn't great. He's just good, but he's being paid like he's great. And one of the and one of the one things I do say all the time, like I love analogies. One of the worst things you can do with a player is with any organization is to pay a B plus player A plus money. Everybody in the locker room, everybody in the league, everybody in the fandom knows that that guy's not worth that money. And I'm deep down, that guy himself probably knows he's not worth that money. And now Baker Mayfield's finding out he's not that guy. He's not worth that money. And then teams right now would rather take a, a quarterback as a rookie with upside than to take an expensive, good quarterback like Baker Mayfield. This was a bad quarterback draft. So you would imagine in a year with a bad quarterback draft that somebody would definitely want to pick him up. But nobody did. The freaking... The Steelers, the Steelers have seen him, so they know what he is and they know what he's not. So they're like, we'll take Kenny Pickett. No, thanks. Um, Seattle went, did not take a quarterback. People thought they were going to take one. They're sticking with Drew Locke. They would rather have Drew Locke than Baker Mayfield. Um, the Commanders took Sam Howell. The Titans took Malik Willis. Uh, and these are just, just backup guys. They're like, listen, our quarterback's not great, but, you know, we got a young guy behind him, sitting behind him for a couple of years. If he works out, great. You know, if not, so what? But that's the point of taking a guy late i mean i do think the steelers took kenny pickett um at the end of the first round but people don't realize that the the, the, the pit uh pit panthers and the pittsburgh steelers in pittsburgh do everything together so their their weight room their conditioning weight room is the same weight room there they play at the same stadium they share a lot of the same facilities so the pittsburgh has seen more of kenny pickett than anybody else they've seen him over the years and plus he's he was like a fifth year senior so if anybody knew kenny pickett was going to be the guy or not it was the pittsburgh steelers if they felt comfortable with him i think that was a good move so but the point being to that is that in a, in a bad quarterback draft, people would rather go with the rookie than go with Baker Mayfield. And then um, nobody wants a guy that's in the middle. So either you're a Super Bowl caliber quarterback or you need to humble yourself and be a bridge quarterback. And a bridge quarterback is a dude that's just like, listen, I thought I was going to be a starter. Uh, turns out that I'm not that guy, but I can be that guy 
you know, just long enough to hold a place for this organization to uh, build an offensive line, to build up weapons. And when they finally do draft a quarterback, uh, I, I will be here to help that guy be successful. And the best example of this is Alex Smith with um, the Cleveland, not the Cleveland, the, uh, the Chiefs. Um, he knew very well that eventually they were going to bring in a quarterback. Uh, so when they finally did, and that's me typing because I blanked out on Patrick Mahomes' name. Uh, so they knew, he knew that eventually they were going to bring in a quarterback. They brought in Patrick Mahomes. He really helped bring him along and develop him. And then he just kind of bowed out gracefully. And when they, when he went to um, um, Washington, it was no harm, no foul. And that's kind of what these dudes kind of need to humble themselves and do. And that's exactly what somebody like Marcus Mariota is doing in Atlanta. He was a, he, he humbled himself. Like now he's a, he was a backup in Tennessee and uh, he couldn't win the job. But uh, he paid his dues. He stayed back there, and now he's getting another shot in Atlanta. And he's already said, "Like, listen, I'm I, I, I appreciate this opportunity." And then he also already said, "If it doesn't work out, if they want to draft a quarterback in 2023, I'm willing to help that guy along uh, in in this process and just be a team player." And nobody thinks that Baker Mayfield is going to be that gracious and be that guy. He's going to want to be the starter because he's got all the confirmation bias. He believes he's that dude. And when you have somebody like that, that is over, he was always a smaller guy. He was always an undersized person. He was always didn't have a big arm. Um, and his attitude and his approach to things has been what's made him successful. So now he's going through adversity. And when people go through adversity, that's what they do. They go back to what they know. And it's to be defiant and to believe in yourself when nobody else believes in you. And right now, uh, he believes in himself. And, of course, nobody else believes in him. But um, it's not looking good for Baker Mayfield. It's tough when you see situations like this because he's not a bad guy. But uh, the business, it is what it is. And um, so um, don't marry a stripper, boys and girls. That's my point. All right. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, to show number two is uh, done. And I am out. <laughs>